the Marines have a saying that everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Everybody wants all this glory. Everybody wants everything, but they're not willing to go through it. And again, kind of fortunately and unfortunately, I've been kicked in the teeth so many times in this business that right. I, I'm surprised I even have any left, <laughs> right. you know, be, but I just keep getting back up. I keep rising. And only because a big thing Ron told me a long time ago is, Doug, the ones that become the most successful are the ones that outlast everybody else. Senior Life Insurance Company. We're in sunny South Florida. We're obviously not where we normally uh, shoot the podcast. Uh, I'm Thomas Roach, Director of Marketing, and uh, today we are all fired up. We have an amazing guest today, a good friend of mine, somebody I've known for, for quite some time, one of our top RVPs in our company, Mr. Doug. Doug, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Thomas. Uh, we really appreciate you doing it this morning. We really appreciate, if you check out the shirts we are wearing, these are courtesy of Doug. We are currently on our Mindset is Everything tour to the uh, special Blake Agency shirts uh, for the Mindset tour. So we appreciate you. Uh, Absolutely. I think you guys them. all look real good in them, too. I think we look great. Yes. Uh, Kent, who is actually our director of our podcast and our producer, actually wants to score one of the black and what is it, like purple ones? The, the Miami, Miami Vice ones, he, yeah. He would really like one. He uh, was afraid to ask you, though, because it is a shirt that you give to members of your downline when they yeah. make a special achievement, and he felt like he hadn't quite made that achievement. But I'm hoping maybe with my pool we can make an exception. Well, I'm guessing just since it's on camera and I'm recorded, I kind of have to say yes, right? <laughs> right. So if, I, if I pressure you into that position, yes. maybe we'd be able to So do those that. are our summertime shirts. Definitely. So that Miami Vice summer theme, so we'll definitely go ahead and get you one of them. There you go. He wears an extra large, so you can hook that up. All right. <laughs> Um, so, you know, you've, you've had a lot of success with Senior Life, with this company, uh, but you're not uh, originally from like a final expense background. I believe you worked in like uh, mortgages or something like that. Could you kind of explain what you were doing before you got into final expense? Yeah, so I definitely didn't start out in insurance at all. Mm -hmm. So I started out in mortgages. I graduated from college back in August 2004. Mm -hmm. From New Jersey originally, moved to Florida like literally the month after. And okay. my father-in-law... <clears throat> was always in the mortgage business. So being that we just moved, he's like, hey, if, we, if you know, you just graduated college, mm -hmm. so if you want, you come work with me at my mortgage company and we'll kind of partner up. I you know, just asked my wife, Rosa, to marry me, so okay. it just seemed like I said, well, why not? I'm so moving to Florida. Your father-in-law liked you. A little bit. <laughs> so he, yeah. he had you come on board. And so what were you doing whenever you were working with them exactly? So we started off just you know, trying to sell as many mortgages as possible. Mm. But, you know, one thing that I found out real quickly, that's it, it's it's tough to be a new kid in town. Mm. You know, I was starting off a new business. Right. And I did not know anybody. So I started trying to go to these realtor offices and get them to give me businesses of their or business of their customers. Mm. And what I found out real quickly is every single one of them, not only were they licensed realtors, but they also had their mortgage license. So oh, wow. I was hitting a brick wall everywhere I went. Every time. Every time. But you did have some success with it for a while. I though, had right? a lot of success. Okay. I figured out real quickly, you know, and I think this would set a lot of the the foundation for my success in insurance, not even realizing it back then, is I then started hiring mortgage brokers to work for me. Mm. You so know, you so I figured, hey, listen, I can't I can't do it myself. I don't know enough people. The market's so saturated. I mean, it was in the middle of that that boom. Yeah. I mean, everybody had a license. Everybody was a mortgage broker. Yeah. So I said, okay, well, I, this, this is going to be too difficult to infiltrate. I don't have the time to build all those relationships. I don't have years and years and years, and I'm right. not from here, so right. 
let me just go find people that already have a connect. And we went from like having zero agents to over a hundred agents, oh, wow. mortgage brokers, and within a short period of time, and we started doing really well. What were you? What was your degree in? You said you graduated college before you did that. Yeah, so my degree was in finance, and I stumbled upon a. I had to take one extra class, and I got a minor in economics. So, okay, but don't ask me any economics <laughs> questions because I, I got tell you. you. <laughs> I got you. Um, so working in in, in the mortgage uh, business, having such a a large team, uh, it seems like. With that, you, you you have a considerable amount of uh, success. So what would cause you to even get an insurance to begin with? Well, I loved doing mortgages back in the day. Right. You know, and I found myself where all these banks were closing, mm -hmm. going out of business. You guys remember all that stuff that was happening back in, was it 06, 07 yeah. or 08 or whenever it was. And I just lost my passion for it. Mm. I didn't like it. I hated going to work every single day. Wow. And I hated the fact that I was only as good as my last paycheck. I hated mm. the fact that because of some poor decisions financially right. and not making the kind of money that I was making and being that you're only as good as your last paycheck, mm -hmm. I put my family in a tough spot. I got you. So I got my insurance license because of renewals, because of that residual income. At least mm -hmm. that was my whole main thought process because when I first graduated college, but before I graduated college, you know, you start going on interviews and stuff. Right. So my first job interview was with a financial institution, and they wanted me to be a life insurance agent. Hmm. So a lot of my thought process of getting my insurance license related back to that initial interview that I did with this one lady, <clears throat> because she said that was kind of the first stepping stone of being a successful financial planner. Oh, wow. You know, so wow. I kind of remembered that, and I went and got my license. I got you. And so after the market kind of falls apart, then you find yourself doing final expense originally, or were you doing other stuff for a while, or how well, did that... I was working with a company that was a broker. They did everything. Right. And when I first got my license, you know, when you first learn about an industry and they're going over all the different topics of, you know, the different types of insurances and whatever the case may be, you know, you start liking certain aspects of things. So I liked the fact that, well, I could sit down with a guy like Thomas and mm -hmm. I can sell him health insurance, life insurance, dentist insurance, right. like homeowners insurance, the whole nine. I figured I was going to sit down with someone and write him 10 policies every time I sat down with one person. I'm going to make millions of dollars. Right. Well, I found out real quick that uh, that's pretty tough to do. <laughs> okay. Not so easy. So right. had a friend of mine tell me, Doug, we, get, we just got signed up with this company. They have leads and they'll pay you the next day. Mm. And that's all I needed to hear. That's all you needed to know. <laughs> but you didn't stay with that company forever, obviously. You wind up coming on board with Senior Life eventually. What, what, what was it about the previous experience or opportunity that led you to us? Well, I was... I started off kind of slow with them, okay. and I was with this company for about four years. Oh, wow. Um, I always tell my agents that, you know, it took me over a year to have my first month while I issued $10,000 in premium. Oh, wow. You know, that was kind of a big turning point for me. I was always writing business. I was doing all right, but I just didn't really find my stride. Mm. So, you know, after I had that one month that I issued over ten grand, um, I started really killing it. Mm. You know, that very next year that I did that, the very next 12 months, I think it was somewhere in 200 and like 20,000 ish. So I was averaging right. about 20,000 a month okay. in premium. Right. So I was doing well, but compared to, I think, where a lot of other agents, the kind of money that I thought I should have been making, I wasn't even close. Mm. I went on a trip to Dominican Republic. Okay. It was a, a contest that we won mm. for the incentive. And I got to talking to this guy from Colorado. I don't remember his name. Right. And probably because I was just so dumbfounded by the conversation that I didn't pay much <laughs> attention to anything else. But right. he made a comment to me. He goes, I don't start any of my agents off on anything less than an 80% contract. Okay. He, and he told me, he goes, I don't think you have a chance to make it in this business when you're paying for leads mm. if you're on anything less than an 80% contract. Okay. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, I'm, 
I was literally the, the nation's 14th highest producer in the entire country right. that year. And I was on a 70% contract. A 70%. So I'm like, well, this is kind of stinks. <laughs> right. So then you start talking to more people, asking more people, looking at the layers of growth and where you can go. And just like the mortgage business, I kind of started losing my passion for the business. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So unfortunately, and maybe kind of fortunately, um, the company that I was at never had anything nice to say about Senior Life or, or, <laughs> or, or Ron Powell. Okay. <clears throat> you know, and I think because of the negative things they said made me look a little bit deeper into senior life, you know, cause I'm not a dumb person. So I like to think I'm not a dumb person. Right. And it just didn't make any sense to me that you have a legitimate company. Mm -hmm. That's an insurance carrier. Mm -hmm. There's no way that they could do all these things that badly. <laughs> just, that doesn't make any sense to me. Right. You know what I mean? It's, they wouldn't be open. Right. So I'd get a couple of emails over the years from Ron. And remember when I first got some of them, I remember even forwarding them to my previous upline and like almost kind of like laughing a little bit. Like, right. look at this president of insurance company. Cause you know, you just, when you're there, you just want to kind of be like everybody else. You right, know what I mean? Right, so you right. may make some jokes that you don't really mean, but just you're trying to fit in. Right. Yeah. So a lot of times I just dismiss it. I get a letter in mail, I dismiss it. I get an email, I dismiss it. Um, but I reached a point at some time where I was just fed up and I, I told myself that, Doug, you either got to you got to leave this company mm. and stay in the industry, but go do you got to go to find a different company right. or you just got to get out of this business, go do something else because it was it's just not working. I guess. You know, there's no way that I'm working, you know, 10, 12 hours a day, averaging writing one to two policies every single day right. and barely getting by. Just right. to me, it didn't make any sense. Right. So I got one letter again from Ron, and right. it sat on <laughs> it sat on the the, the visor of my car. Oh, wow. I, for some reason, I didn't open it, but I didn't throw it out. You just kept it. I just kept it. Still closed. Still closed. For probably another couple of weeks went on. Okay. And I was working leads one area, and I just I just reached a point where just like it was my breaking point. Like I was fed up. Right. And I looked up and I saw the letter. And it was sitting there. And I said, I gotta call this guy. Yeah. I called him, no answer, left a voicemail. I said, I knew he was this. There's no way the president of an insurance company is right. going to call me back. Right. Who, who am I? Right. You know, so he did call me back about an hour later, mm. Ron Powell himself, himself. And we talked for, it felt like a long time. Yeah. You know, probably was 20 or 30 minutes. We had a really good conversation. And a couple of days later, I met him in a hotel in Fort Lauderdale. Mm. We spent a couple of days together. We hit it off, I think. Yeah. You know, I, we hit it off on the initial conversation we had over the phone. And I, I don't know why I feel this way, but like talking to Ron is very easy. Yeah. And, and I felt like, you know, I, I felt like I was talking to one of my friends I've known for a long, long time. Right. You know, so we click like right away. Mm -hmm. And even my wife last night, we were talking about this when I first asked her, I said, listen, I want to go talk to this company. And, you know, she's always been extremely supportive of me. If you think that's the right thing to do, Doug, go do it. I'll support mm. you. I got your back. And, mm. you know, that's really all I needed to hear from her. So when I talked with Rom, we hit it off. And 20 minutes into talk, before he even came down, I made my decision that I was oh, wow. going to go do that. I mean, I didn't tell him because I got a my poker face. You know, I got to <laughs> right, right. see if I can get some good deal. And I sat down with Ron in that hotel one morning and, man, he interviewed the heck out of me. Yeah. You know, I thought that he was going to be selling me as to why I should work for him. Okay. Where he was making me feel like, why should I hire you? <laughs> why should you be the guy that I pick and, right. and hang my hat on? And, you know, I gained a lot of respect for him because of that. And he never once tried to convince me to come to work for him. Mm. You know, and I think that's a bigger reason, too, why I came. Wow. 
Wow. Almost like took it away from me to a right. certain crazy degree. To you see know? if you really wanted it. Yeah. And yeah. I learned a lot of my recruiting techni- techniques from that first time we spoke. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Did you have any apprehensions with the company, though, after that? I mean, because we're located in Thomasville, Georgia. It's mm-hmm. a small town. A lot of people there. I mean, you're living outside of Miami, Florida. It's mm-hmm. a lot different kind of atmosphere, different kind of culture. Did you have any apprehensions because of that? Not at all, really. I'll be honest with you. I've Number one, I'm never one to judge anybody. Right. You know, I just it, it's just part of my DNA. Mm-hmm. It to me, it doesn't make a difference what you look like, where you come from. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at the person as to the person. Yeah. You know, I, I learned a long time ago that, you know, to get respect, you gotta get you gotta give respect and vice versa and everything like that. And, you know, I thought it was kind of neat when I came to the home office for the first time. Yeah. You know, I I've never been in a small rural town. I mean, I've been <laughs> I've I've been to some air like I used to race uh, dragsters as a kid. Okay. These junior dragsters. I don't know if you ever heard of them before. So they're they're quarter scale dragsters. Okay. Quarter mile racing. So right. just with that, we found ourselves in some lower populated areas, I right. guess you could say. <laughs> right. That's but we're we'll just say. at the racetrack. We didn't really drive around and spend time and hang out with the people and right. stuff like that. But you know what I found to be very refreshing is, you know, just how 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 down to earth everybody was. Yeah. You yeah. know, at that time, Ron was driving a minivan. Yeah. You oh know? yeah. Remember yeah. the minivan? He, yeah, he was driving the minivan. Yeah. He loved that minivan. <laughs> he did. He really did. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. You know, and, and and it's not even really about what you drive, but and I even tell some of my agents sometimes. I said if Ron Powell was sitting in this room right now, right. you wouldn't know who he was. Right. They're not flashy people. Yeah. And I came from a world where it was all flash. Mm-hmm. You know, when I met one of my upline managers for the very first time at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino here in Florida, mm-hmm. he first met me. Before he even shook my hand, he threw his probably $20,000, $30,000 Rolex in my face mm-hmm. and says, this is what the company gives you when you work real hard. Wow. I'm like, oh, nice to meet you too. My right. name's Doug. Right, right. You know, <clears throat> so, you know, when I felt that I was just, I was with regular people. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? I felt really home. Absolutely. I remember whenever you came on board, like there was an excitement, like a lot of people were talking about this great guy from Doug, named Doug from South Florida that we've got coming on board. And it just a lot of people were really excited about you joining the company. Um, you really were able to kind of blossom and take off. And I think a, a big part of that is, uh, you know, your culture with your downline. You know, it seems like just from Every time we visited from Sonia to Mark to Dean to Joanne to everybody, everybody really cares about each other. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's just is very natural? Is that something that you purposely make sure that you do? Like, how does that even come into play that you're so good at the culture within your agency? Well, I think it all relates back to my wife and all my friends, my mother, that they used to call me the mayor where I grew up. Okay. <laughs> and the reason being is just like everywhere I went, I always knew everybody. Mm. And it was kind of funny because my wife, she's like, she just don't get it. She goes, Doug, we we not even living in Florida that long. And all of a sudden, like, I'm going places I start knowing people. Mm. I like to have fun. Right. I like to be around people that want to be around each other. I don't like to be around people that don't want to be around me. So I just thought it was only natural to create an atmosphere and environment where people like to come there. They mm. like to come to my meetings. They mm-hmm. like to, you know, everybody wants to be part of something. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> What, however we want to look at it, you got to go out there and work your butt off every single day. Yeah. So why not have fun doing it? Yeah. You know, so at our meetings, we joke around a lot. We hang out together a little bit outside of the meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we started that fired up Friday thing not right. that long ago. And it just, you know, it gives people an opportunity, I think, to get to know the real people, the mm-hmm. side of things outside of business. And it's just been working really, really good. Definitely. So I mean, it just, I think it's just really kind of natural. And some of the people we brought on more recently 
have really helped that explode. Mm, definitely, definitely. Because I know yeah. you do like end of the year award ceremonies. You do beach trips. Um, today we can say this because the podcast will come out after, but you're announcing like your own incentive trip that you're going to yeah. be doing, like a lot of those things. So I think that's very commendable. It's very awesome that you do that. Um, with that, you know, this is the Mindset is Everything tour. Mm-hmm. How important is a positive mindset whenever you're 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 doing all this because you're 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 working with so many people you're helping so many families you know every person that you hire is helping however many families after that how important is it whenever you're continuing that to have a positive mindset i really think and and i know it's maybe a little bit cliche but our our whole yearly concept is mindset is everything mm-hmm. so i'll answer your question first off by saying it's everything there you go <laughs> you know what I mean? and it really right. is it's it is by far the most important thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot about activity. Mm-hmm. You know, we preach 15 presentations a week. I'm sure you've heard that before. Yes. That's the secret. If you do 15 presentations this week mm-hmm. with a piss poor attitude, it, the activity that you put in really don't mean anything. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I think activity with the right attitude is what will make you successful. Mm, you definitely. know, so that mindset and how you perceive things is the most important thing. You know, and it's not always a lot of times what happens to you because things are going to happen to all of us. Change is going to happen. Yeah. You know, you're going to get, you know, just things thrown at you that you're not going to be able to control. Right. Mitch told me something a long time ago. Mitch Connor said, don't allow things that you can't control control you. Mm. You know, so if you allow those things to ruin your mindset and right. ruin your attitude, you know, it, it just destroys you. Mm. So knowing that things are going to happen. It's not about what those things that are going to happen to you. That's not about that. It's about what you do next, how you react to those, what you do from it. So I think that attitude and your mindset is it's just the most important thing. Because you know, and that's something about you that's really awesome. Something that I, about you that I've always really admired and really respected about you is you'll do recruiting efforts, you'll do events, you'll do things, and not just in the course, just you know how things work. Not everything works. Sometimes you have to take a loss. Sometimes you take an L, and for some reason you're always able to let it just roll off your back and you just go on to the next thing. So is that something that from talking to Mitch and Ron and Shiver and everybody, is that gotten bigger, gotten more with you being with Senior Life, or is that just something that just naturally you were able to bounce right back after something happened? Well, I, I think I might make it look a little bit easier that it doesn't bother me. <laughs> right, right. But it, but it, it does a lot. Okay. You know, it when you take an L, it takes a lot. It, it it takes a toll on you. Yeah. You know. But again, just going back to what I said previously, it's not about the L. It's about what you do next. I mean, right. that's the most important thing. Uh, the Marines have a saying that everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Everybody wants all this glory. Everybody wants everything, but they're not willing to go through it. And again, kind of fortunately and unfortunately. I've been kicked in the teeth so many times in this business that right. I, I'm surprised I even have any left, <laughs> right. you know, be, but I just keep getting back up. I keep rising. And only because a big thing Ron told me a long time ago is, Doug, the ones that become the most successful mm. are the ones that outlast everybody else. Yeah. You know, and even I have some agents that come on back, Doug, you're still at senior life? Mm. Like, what, like, I'm like, dude, it's only been six years. It's <laughs> like, you, you're talking like I've been here for 45, 50 years. Right, right. You know, but I think in this industry that we're in, People just switch like crazy. That happens a lot. People are not dedicated. And, you know, to rewind a little bit of when I came on board with Senior Life, I remember sitting down with Ron and thinking, like, there's no way that you guys do all this stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. really? Like, everything I ever griped and complained about 
in my previous opportunity, mm-hmm. we had that and some here. There it is. You know, it's one of the things where it's like, it's too good to be true. It probably is. Right. Well, it's too good to be true, but it really is here. There it is. And, and so when I first came aboard, I'm like, Doug, if this is really what it's supposed to be and what he's telling you, mm-hmm. you know, if you can't make it here, mm-hmm. you don't deserve to be in this business. Oh, wow. You know, so I told myself that you just got to, this is that chance that, you know, Remember it a lot. Of, ever been in that place where you're like, oh well, if I was just that age, then I would have bought that house. You know, yeah, if I was yeah, old, younger, and yeah. I was in that right. If I was, if I just was, if I just was this, if I just right. was that. If if I would have started with that company back then, I could have, you know, just because I was there that time. Right. Like, you know, if I would have bought that IBM stock before it IPO'd, I'd have been a millionaire. Right. Well, this was my chance. This was that one time where I felt that I was the right person, at the right place, at the right time. With wow. the right opportunity. Wow. So I think that big thing alone will or has carried me through a lot of those tough times. Oh, that's awesome, man. Now with with the losses and be able to bounce back, you have had a considerable amount of wins. You know, you're very successful with the company. <clears throat> You've uh hired a lot of people who have really, really excelled. Yeah. Um, you know, shouts out to Joanne who wrote like $43,000 and became the number one producer in the company Amazing. last month. Um, Jennifer out of Louisiana, brand new to the industry. And in about a month's time, she was already writing close to 20 grand a month and mm-hmm. everything. Like you're, you're very uh, good at kind of scouting talent. You know, what is it? Like everybody thinks that there's a certain kind of person that there's a look, there's a resume. What do you look for whenever you're looking for recruits, when you're looking to people to bring, to offer this opportunity to? Well, first of all, I'll preface it by saying it's not just me. Mm. You know, I have a lot of help with this now, especially. I, I didn't always, mm-hmm. you know, but I have a lot of help in my leadership team that that really does a bang-up job in helping us as a team bring a lot of these people in, Definitely. you know. But, you know, I don't really like to judge a book by its cover. And I hope no one in recruiting gets mad at me, but I don't ever look at resumes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I look at the name and the phone number and I'm calling them up and because I want to talk to that person. Right. You know, going back to an exercise that we did years ago where they put a resume up on a slideshow, if you remember that yeah, thing, and they were talking about certain things. He did this, he did da, da, da. And who would hire them? And no one's hands went up and well, you'd miss out on Ron Powell. Yeah, he was you like, know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, what I do know too, because I've written my own resume before. Yeah. Um, it, it's all nonsense. It's all yeah. stuff to make me sound better than I really am. Right. So, and, and I look at some of these resumes that people make. I'm just like, this. I'm, I don't want to look at these things. Well, number right. one, I don't waste my time reading them. I want right. to find out who that person is. And at the end of the day, we're in sales. Yeah. So the first thing that I look at is how that first conversation goes. Right. You know, if I struggle to have a conversation with you, right. I don't know. You're not going to be able to make it. Yeah. You yeah. know, because yeah. you're going to go into a stranger's home. Right. <laughs> You know, and you're supposed to be trying to, quote unquote, impress me at this because we're interviewing you, right? Right. So, and you can't have a conversation with me. You know, that's the first thing that I look at. Mm. You know, really and truly, if someone's got a halfway decent personality and is willing to work hard, that's all I need. Yeah. That's all I need to go by. Definitely. You know, if someone is is giving me a hard time, like I tell the girls that help me make a lot of these calls, that if someone's rude to you Mm. in that first call and gives you a hard time... You have all the power to say, no, thank you, bye. Right. Like, th- there's no reason. I said, if someone's right. going to give you trouble right up front, imagine what they're going to be like when they get their first set of leads and don't close anything. Yeah. I don't want to be in that situation yeah. talk to that guy yeah. or girl. So I, I, I just think I, I'm just looking for good people. Mm-hmm. Dale said something to me a long time ago. Never hire someone that you wouldn't have over your house for dinner. Mm. You know, and I, and I think it's you don't have to take that literally. But I think the whole thought concept behind that is hire good people yeah. that are willing to work hard. And I think the rest just kind of 
works itself out. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you get a lot of wins by the people that you hire, but you also have gotten other wins and won a lot of contests with the company. You actually have your ring on right now. I do, yeah. Um, one thing that you did win, uh, and I believe it was actually And what time is it? Okay, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also won the watch, the Rolex. Um, <laughs> but you also won for your wife, I believe you gifted to her, a, a brand new Jeep mm -hmm. a few years ago. What was that about? What was going on? What was the contest? Like, what was your strategy? Like, how did that all go? What were your thoughts on that? Well, my, so, you know, my strategy always is all in or nothing. Right. But I remember Dale called me up, and I was in the car with Rosa, mm -hmm. and he called me up, and I'm like, Dale, I, you got, I got you on speaker, so don't say nothing bad. Just, you know, joking, because <laughs> right, you always right. say that. They got the family in the car. Right. And he says, Doug, if if you do $100,000 a month, or a week, because mm -hmm. I think they were they were trying to tailor fit something for every RVP at right. that time. $100,000 a week for four weeks straight, I'll give you a Rolex. Mm. But, okay, no, nope, that sounds cool. You know, he calls me back like five minutes later. He goes, Doug, I let you down. Oh, wow. I said, okay, what's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> let me down, what are you talking about? Right. He goes, if you do $100,000 a week for four weeks, I'll give you a Rolex, but if you do $100,000 a week for eight weeks, mm. I'll buy you a brand new Jeep. I'll buy you a brand new Jeep. I said, what? <laughs> okay, no problem. Yeah. So we had the whole year of 2016 to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I hit it by the third or fourth month. Wow. Yeah. Because it had to be consecutive. It had to be. And it wasn't, it wasn't written. Right. It had to be issued. Right. For consecutively. In a, in a row. In a row. And you managed to And do we that. did, and I still got the poster in my office, 900 and some odd thousand dollars in eight weeks. In eight weeks. That's amazing. And it was a beautiful Jeep. You guys came to the home office. Yeah. Had a ceremony and everything. Had a big party. And uh, it was really awesome. And then uh, your wife got to drive off in her brand she new did. Jeep that you had earned her. That's yeah. awesome, man. What is What does your wife mean to you? Because uh, we've done interviews in the scoop before, and she was involved with that. Um, I've met her many, many times. She's an amazing person. But what does she mean to you and your success with the company? Well, I, th you know, I think every successful person needs a strong support system at home. Yes, <clears throat> and she's always been there for me with that. Um, I've came home times before where I haven't written anything. You mm -hmm. know, we've all had those days where yeah. you just you come home, you feel defeated. Yeah. You know, it's never it's never been. You know, why don't you find something else to do? Or that 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 what you're doing is no good anymore. It's always well, just you know, keep back at it. You know, just right. she always pushed me. She always, you know, had the right things to say. My wife's a school teacher, okay. So she works with kids, yeah. and you know, she's just very very good at you know getting the best out of people. Definitely. She's a, you know she's great at it, and you know she, she's always been a, a huge support for me. You know, holding down the fort when I go on trips. Yeah. You know, because with 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 senior life, we go away a lot. You yeah. know, we're up at the home office a couple times a year. Yeah. Uh, doing seminars all around the country sometimes, yeah. um, having our bromance, we call it me and Ron, <laughs> in, 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 in a house Besties. in Panama, you know, so, and my wife, she always makes fun of me on that, but she's always, you know, never complained once, Wow, you know, and just always, 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 always supported me. Where would you be if you never met her? Well, I guys... wouldn't be in Florida, that's right. for sure. Probably would have never met senior life. I wouldn't right. be a lot of things, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, she takes a lot of credit for uh, the way I dress now oh, and okay. my whole image. I mean, I think she's been you are, you are a sharp guy <laughs> grooming me since we met. You know? <laughs> I got you. But uh, you know, I, I give her a lot of credit for the man that I am today. There you go. Absolutely. Speaking speaking of wardrobe, you know, your clothes fit a little bit different because uh, in the last I don't know maybe year year two maybe mm -hmm. uh, you've gone complete beast mode and gotten into CrossFit. What's <laughs> yeah. that about? What's what's the deal with that? You know. It, I, I was a wrestler in high school. I ran right. cross country. I ran track. I mean, I was always in shape. Right. <clears throat> I always worked out. I literally, I moved to Florida, and I became that person I never wanted to become. 
I, I was I was out of shape. Mm. I had a I, I was a skinny fat guy. That's I what I was. I, I was like had these puny little arms. I'd I had know, I know the deal. I know, big old I know how beer, that feels. <laughs> big old beer belly. And I had one of my buddies that I grew up with actually was in my wedding party. Um, he, he always kind of maintained in fitness. Mm -hmm. He's a big entrepreneur. Always was kind of just doing whatever it takes. Right. Um, and he started this like little gym, mm. this little boot camp style right. type stuff. And I said, you know, let me give this a try. Mm. And I did this little 30-day challenge where you eat real clean, yeah. um, no sugar, like don't even eat carrots because they got too much sugar in a type of diet. Like oh, it wow. was strict as all heck. Right. And setting timers of when to eat. And I lost 30 pounds in 30 days. Wow. And I said, okay. And I started, and I wasn't even working out hardly. Right. You know, just like a couple of days a week. So then I said, this is, I started falling in love with it, you know, back in there because, you know, just like this, you, you got to like what you do. Yeah. You got to enjoy it, you know. So I started doing that boot camp thing. I was getting in good shape. Mm -hmm. We started doing those like uh, Spartan races, the Tough Mudders and stuff <laughs> like that. Right. <clears throat> I, I like to compete. Yeah. You know, I was an athlete my whole life. Mm. I like to win. Yeah. I don't. I don't like to lose. Right. You know. And if I do lose, I'm gonna learn from it, and I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna beat you again. Absolutely. You know. So we started doing these tough mutters, these running races, and jumping over obstacles, and diving in ice baths, and mm. barbed wire <laughs> climbing, like crazy stuff. And right. You know, I started having fun with it, and then we did this CrossFit competition one time. Yeah. We thought it'd be a good idea, but neither one of us ever did CrossFit before. Oh wow. So we're like, well, that'd be fun. So it was a three-person team. Mm -hmm. Well, the third person got hurt. So we ended up having to do it, which is two of us. Oh, wow. And we were, wow, all the judges were like, oh, my God, how are you guys doing all this? There's only two of you. And, and I will we didn't get last place. We didn't win, of course. There's right. only two of us, but we didn't get last. And we thought that was a big accomplishment. So right. I started doing more and more CrossFit type of workouts mm -hmm. and, you know, just kind of progressed to where now I'm doing competitions as much as I can. Right. I won one one time, which was a big accomplishment. I mean, I'm up against these kids that are half my age. Right. You know, the gym that I go to, I think the average age is probably 25. Oh, wow. You know, my wife doesn't even go to that gym anymore because, you know, she like almost feels intimidated. Because it is very intimidating when you're yeah. in a gym with a bunch of testosterone <laughs> and, and people right. that are just doing crazy, crazy stuff. Right. And you're not, you know, really into all that stuff. Right. It can be very intimidating. Right. So, but I'm there. I love it. Mm. You know, I love the fact that I can beat a 25-year-old and tell them that, you know, I was 25, you know, 15, 16 years ago. <laughs> How's that feel now? Right, right. You know? <laughs> definitely, definitely. So you're, you're very motivated. You're always very focused, you know, competition mm -hmm. within, you know, personal things that you do along with your business. Uh, with the Blake Group, it, it being such a tremendous agency and doing so well, what, what's the future of the Blake Group? Well, I think short-term future is is we have a goal that we will be the number one agency in the company before the year's out. Mm. <clears throat> and I think we're making big leaps and bounds to catching up to Rob. Because mm. I don't know, is that camera I talked to? Yeah. Because Rob, can... I'm coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> we can make sure that's on camera. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, but, but but I love the competition that we can all have with us, you yeah. know, and, and Rob and his team is is amazing. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're leaps and bounds just destroying us all right now, mm. you know, which is good because that gives us all something to chase, yeah. you know? <clears throat> so I think in the short term, we want to be number one again because yeah. we were number one for two years in a row. Yeah. And, you know, I want that number one spot back. So, Definitely. but long-term, I mean, long-term, I want to be the number one agency in the world. Yeah. I mean, outside of senior life. I mean, I, I want to be a big part in helping Ron realize that goal of making senior life a billion dollar company. Definitely. Uh, helping senior life be the number one producing final expense company in the world, mm. you know? Um, 
helping everybody else grow. Right. I mean, one cool thing about being a stock owner with Senior Life, because mm. you know, I was, thank God, allowed to purchase stock with the company, yeah. is the fact that Rob is beating me right now doesn't feel that bad because every time his agency <laughs> writes a policy, I'm making some money still. Right. You know, but it's a good it, way to put it. <laughs> yeah. So it is it is kind of fun. So I mean I, I'd urge everybody that if if they're not a stockholder to talk with Ron and their manager about I mean it's it's a huge part. I mean you can make a lot, a lot of money uh doing it. Definitely. What does uh Ron Powell mean to you? You know, he means a lot to me. Yeah. You know, I, I still I tell people just the other day, I still don't know why he picked me. I really feel mm. like he picked me. You yeah. know, when he came on down to Fort for the Fort Lauderdale that first time, I, I like I, I just was still dumbfounded as to why this man, this president of insurance company. Now, okay, I had some success in my previous company, yeah. but like why me? Yeah. You know, <clears throat> we've always clicked since the beginning, like I said, um, he's been a big mentor to me. Mm. He's a huge layer of ex uh, uh, of inspiration to me and my whole team. Definitely. I mean, we just released that video with him moving his leg. And I told you earlier late this morning that I know people that are not paralyzed right. that can't move their leg that well. Right. So to see how far he's came in just the last year and working with Duke and to see his drive and his motivation of a paralyzed man that you know, it takes a while to get going. I mean, yeah. I, I've been there with him in his house when he's got to get going in the morning. It, it takes some time. It so does take some time. For him to be at a certain place early in the morning, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, what's crazy is that he gets up and goes to work every single day. Every day. And he fights every single day. Every day. And when I left him the first time, I said, Doug, this man's paralyzed. Came all the way down to see your, your butt. Mm -hmm. You owe it to him. Mm. To make this work, you know, and all those little excuses that you used to make it, compared to what he goes through on a day to day basis, they don't mean nothing, mm. you know, but it, I mean, he's been a huge mentor. I mean, got me out of a lot of tough situations because I didn't know how to handle them. Right. You know, and Robert, too, for that matter. Uh, Mike Harper back in the day was a big help for me Yeah, uh, when he was with us. And it's just it's you need a lot of support. And Ron's always or he's never deprived me of that support. Definitely. You know, definitely. Um, well, we're going to be wrapping this up shortly. Uh, before we go, I like to give people the opportunity. Is there anything else you want to say before we get out of here today? Not really, man. I, I would just really encourage everybody to, to 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 give this opportunity all you got. Definitely. You know, I think a lot of people come here or any. Uh, let me rephrase that. I've never met somebody that that came or wanted to come to work with Senior Life and the Blake Group, mm -hmm. not wanting to conquer the world, oh, not wow. wanting to be a millionaire. I mean. We, we interview people every single day. What do they want? I want to win. Yeah. I want to make a million dollars. I want right. to make $100,000. I, I mean, I want to. I want this to be my last stop. Well, I think they need to wake up and make it their last stop. Definitely. And make that decision and give it everything you got and hang in there as long as you can possibly hang in there. That it may take a year. It may take a month. It could take 10 years, 20 years. 30, it, it could take a long time. Right. But I do know, and I think I'm a product of if you stick with it, you'll get there. Definitely. You'll get, you'll get to where you want. Definitely. Well, Doug, I appreciate, first of all, of course, like we said at the beginning, the cool shirts. <laughs> I appreciate you letting you us come it. into your office while we were visiting South Florida. Uh, but at the end of the day, I just really appreciate you. You're somebody who's always shown me a tremendous amount of love and respect. Uh, you're somebody that uh, I am inspired by a great deal. And I'm just, I feel very fortunate just to know you. So I just well, wanna, I appreciate it. And same back at you, man, because you've always been a big, huge support for us. Whenever I need something marketing wise or anything, really, you make right. it happen every single day, every, all the time. And I appreciate that, man. It means well, a lot. I appreciate you saying that. You but that concludes the latest episode of our podcast. And uh, like we always say at the end, it's uh, Senior Life, All Your Life. Mm -hmm.